we end up saying, all right, Christmas. So he just won't even freaking stop anymore. Because like, oh, sorry, Becky, I can't stop for, you know, Sancho dance all the time. Can't do it. So we avoid it. You know, we don't want to deal with that. Um, and then, you know, we don't really even have to work on stop and go. Because what does the group end up doing? Stops and goes for us. So, like, gee, I would really like to wait five seconds and then go. You know, I may be still pulling my britches up from peeing and everybody starts walking off and I, oh crap, horse, my horse is going too. It ain't even here with me anymore. I'm sitting there, you know, trying to do the pants dance all the way to get to my horse. That's the kind of stuff that happens and we end up getting to where we are so methodical and, and almost uh, predictable and robotic when we trail ride. We don't even see it. We don't even see that stuff happening. Where's that? You know, missed it. I missed it by that much. But that's where a little bit of the extra comes in. I have um, one that will go on ear trails if I'm not paying attention enough. Oh, she wants to go somewhere else. He's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. At Lada, yeah. we'll be following her. And I'm like, do, do, do. Yeah. ooh, deer trail. I'm like, no. <laughs> Something more exciting down that one. <laughs> So, it doesn't even have to be a trail for him. He's yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had one that just tries to scrape you off on every tree? That oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you all that? Where, I was going to say, wherever Amy's at. Yeah, I was going to say, I had one that did it to her half the time. It's like five rides in. I don't think I even told Amy that. I think I had like eight rides on the horse. And I was like, she's like the nicest trail horse I have at this moment in my life. She's just like sitting there with Amy. Knee. Knee. And I was like, oh, poor girl. But, uh, so yeah, it's just, you know, you have that. You have those kinds of deals where the horse starts to anticipate and learn exactly what they can get away with, right? They know where and when you'll correct, right? So there'll be a booger over here, but they know as soon as you get to that flat spot, don't, don't mess with you, right? So they learn where they can get away from. That's the exact same thing as a show horse, okay? So it's, it's so funny because show horses, they're three-year-old year, they're still like, what the heck is happening? They're like, whoa, big, big pen, let's go do our, th like, I'm so more, I'm more excited about my show and what I'm doing in my pattern that I don't want to think about the rest. Then they hit their four-year-old year and that's, they're about terrible twos, mm -hmm. right? Because then they're like, oh, I've been here before and you never touched me. <laughs> Not <laughs> once did you touch me. So that's when you get the horses that you go down for your straight line and they just, and they go on a diagonal and you're like, what the heck was that? And they learn that they can test you in an arena because you don't want to go and lose all your money because you just paid a good little chunk of money for your entry fee and you don't want to pick that second rein up to fix the job. You're trying to go make something. So they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to just be over there or over here or I'm not going to hit that lead change. I'm just going to walk. And they start to challenge you. And then you go and you take that four-year-old year to say, oh, you rascal, I'm going to fix you. And then by the five, six, seven-year-old year, they know they, they can be corrected in the pen. You know, you'll still work them anywhere. And then they get honest about their job. Same thing with little horses on the trail. They learn exactly where and when and how you're going to correct, how much you're going to correct, how, how far are you willing to go out there, you know. And where, where are we the, the least confident half the time? Out there. We don't want to get into a wrestling match in the woods. This is what happens if you fall off. You gotta that? go find your horse. Yeah, that or my horse is just wandering around, you know. Yeah. Annapolis, you know, it's like up at the racetrack or something. So yeah. you, you know, there's there's two things that can happen. Either we fall off and we don't want to pay the doctor bill, 
or my horse gets rested up and I don't want to pay the vet bill. Mm. Right? So we try not to fight. We try to avoid every negative situation out there. Right? For Go the ahead. most part. I mean, it's the it's where I'm the absolute least confident. Because I know, number one, I don't have control of it. Right? It may be a heavy dew morning and that stuff is just slicker than pig snot. You know, you walk funny, my horse is like, Doop. Slides out from underneath. Does it help them? Make them more aware of their feet? You bet. But it is where I am very ginger when I'm doing things. I'm like, Ooh, okay, I'm going to grab it this way. Things like that. And I know that. So I can take that and use it. Trail riding is one of the hardest things that I do. Because I am a type A, take over everything, micromanage the fire. Who, who is that here? And be honest. It's okay. I'm being very honest. So I'll take over everything. I don't even want my horse to see. I don't even want my horse sniffing out there. Like I want him to hold his breath the whole trail. I want you. I want you to hold your breath and close your eyes. Let me. Let me just place your feet everywhere you're going. I don't even want you thinking. And that's what happens until I start saying, oh, "Okay, I made that one. You know, my stomach's finally out of knots, and on the second one, I'm okay." I'll let you have a, I'll let, I'll give you my, okay, nope, that was enough. <laughs> and I work my thresholds, right? Uh, my thresholds of, of um, nervousness or um, fear, you could say, anything like that. Because how many of you guys ever get afraid? Oh, yeah. Yep, 100%. Not Mark, right? He's like Grizzly Adams. He doesn't get afraid of nothing. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing, is when you start getting fearful or worried about something, does that affect your training? Oh my gosh, yes. So we're training out of fear instead of action. So we're reacting to situations and maybe in some cases overreacting in some situations. You know, my horse farts wrong and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Too loud. Yeah, too much. Too much, too much expression. I don't like it. So, you know, that is the kind of things we have to deal with. But what ends up going from there is we have to do things called working where we can, not where we can't, right? So if I'm terrified out there, why would I go out there? If my horse is terrified out there, why would I take my horse out there? Right, if I, anybody have a fear of snakes? Spiders, snakes, spiders, snakes, Beetles. okay, perfect. Yeah, okay. I'll take bees. Uh, okay. Now, on the trip, yeah. Beauty. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna lock you in a bee uh, room and I'm just gonna drop a hornet's oh, snake right in there. You, I'm gonna put in just like Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, yeah, the whole deal, snake room. And then all I'm gonna ask you to do is just, what's two plus two? You cannot function when you're in that state of mind at all. You, you are frantic, you can't think, there's nothing rational about you at that moment, right? So when we go out there, if my horse has a fear, I'm asking them to do the same thing. I'm just putting them on this big, long room and say, hey, let's just look for the exit bubble. That's it. Don't worry about snakes. Don't worry about the bees. Just tell me what's two plus two. They can't think about that. They're just sip, simple trying to survive the situation. Same with us. Same with the rider. You get a terrified trail rider. You all have somebody that's like not fun to go ride with because it's just like they're freaking out about just the air out there. It's like, good grief. You don't like nature that much. Go back inside. Okay. <laughs> So that's where you have to go and ride where you can, not where you can't. Where you feel the least in control, that's what, um, 
you need to start working through it and start gaining the control and getting your confidence. Confidence comes from control. Okay? Confidence of trail, you know, trail riding, confidence with your horse comes from comes from control. If I don't feel in control, I start to lose my confidence. Does that make sense? It's a direct correlation. Direct. Um, so that's really the thing. So the more I practice control, the easier out there it gets. So I always think about these um, days as a rehearsal for out there. How are you going to handle in a perfectly um, controlled environment so that when I go out to unknown, I mean, goodness gracious, last year I walked in here and that freaking cow stood up and my horse about peed her pants. <laughs> just stood up. Didn't even do anything else. Just was a cow and stood up. And she about died. She thought she had just went to hell. She was like, uh-uh, I don't like this. She didn't even like riding in the arena after that. Right? And this is where she lives, is the arena all the time. But you change just one factor and it just screws it. Right? The best horses that we have ever had handle change very, very well with little emotional up and down, right? The best ones are the steady eddy. That's what we want. So that's what we need to start trying to build. Does that make sense? Yeah, what if they like to test you? All horses will test you. It doesn't matter. A horse could be 175 years old. They're still going to test. That's in their nature. You can't take away test. I can't take away fear. I can't say, hey, stop being afraid. You're done. I can't just slap the upside of the head and say, it is magical button. You're done being afraid ever. All I can do is teach you how to handle fear and teach you what to do when you start having fear. Right? So it's, that goes into the, the makeup of horses is they're going to test you. How do you handle the test? Do you, do you get tested and do you just lay down and call yourself Matt? Lay yourself in front of a door? Or do you go up and you say, hey, no, I ain't going to be tested. I'm going to put you right back in your spot. That's what I would do there. Is say, and that's, that's where the confidence of saying, I know what I need to do, but now I'm just giving myself permission to do that. Because how many of you guys have been to a clinic, watched thousands of hours of video? You all know basically all the junk all of us say, but you just won't do it, right? You just won't put it into action out there. Why? You're not confident in your knowledge. You think I have some mystical, God-given knowledge that, you know, he just touched me on the head and said, ah, hey, you know how to work with horses. I'm just too stubborn to stop. That's all I am. I'm too stubborn and too stupid to quit. That's it. So that's the thing. It doesn't take, doesn't take magic to train horses. It takes determination and just will. Just going, 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 going. Always working through problems. Right, so it's not, you don't even have to be good at it. You just have to be determined. Right. I mean, you, you can be trash. So I think for Tony, what he just said, a connection you make is you're never without a problem. Because mm. there's always something. Cause I, I think, too, you think you're used to this point with Fred where it's always it's going to hit a moment of purpose and it won't because you just never know the next day. Well, yeah, I mean, you have that, too. I mean, you may have to repeat some of the things, like, I think uh, with her, what she's seeing with her horse, too, is, is the her dynamic has changed, and he's moved up. Yep. So he's applying some of that uh, oh, attitude right, yeah. to the you trail, you and, ain't and now she's going back. Oh, wow. Nice yeah. job. You yeah. say you need, like, some sissy horse. 
You need, you need the mean one to come back then. No, I'm just kidding. So if you're not doing anything wrong, too, because exactly. I think you overthink it, too. It's like you're not doing anything and wrong. And two, if you're constantly on the search. So here, this is the thing. This thing, this one quote literally floored me because I was like, this is like one of the most, and I don't even want to admit who said it and how I heard it, but this was it. I'll tell you guys this. It's a good story. But if you argue for your limitations, they will always be there. Okay, yeah. and that floored me because I was like, "There's always a reason why I cannot, or what's going on, because of ego, or ego, or um, that fear. We're irrational and what we think we're going to do, or what we are doing. I go to a lot of these clinics and say, you know, people are just choking their horse out, holding on to the reins, and I'm like, "Will you let go?" They're like, "I am letting go." No, that horse's face is in his belly button. I don't know what you're letting go of, but it ain't his head. And that's the thing. So again, if we argue for our limitations, they're always going to be there. Now, who said that? I don't know how she heard it. It's Fallon Taylor. No. And my wife is obsessed watching her Snapchat things or whatever they are, Instagrams or whatever. I don't know what it all is, but she watches her and follows her or whatever. So... Um, and I was driving the car and I actually like slowed the car down and I was like, holy smokes, like I never thought I would hear like profoundness come out of a Snapchat. <laughs> but I did. So Surprises everywhere. It is. I mean, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. It just floored me. So I was like, all right. So I was like, that is phenomenal.